Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's been a while since I introduced myself in the show. My name is Wayne Kaiser, and with you guys, our community of friends, all of us together make Ballycast much more than just another podcast. It's a call to action to go out and enjoy Sideshow and Variety Arts day by day and give you memories for years to come. I strive to share positive motivation and happiness and some performance advice derived from my 26 years working in entertainment. Every episode from the beginning is free to download from the show notes page at Ballycast.com. Time has superseded many of my suggestions, and some of my advice is not right for everybody, but we're all just normal people pursuing a dream to make other people happy. So, come along on this crazy journey and be a part of our amazing and supportive community, and live each day making moments that you want to remember one smile at a time. Ballycast presents news and interviews with performers and showmen. Some important words of warning, this podcast is not family-friendly. I'm not even thinking about it, so listen at your own risk. The performances and stunts described are not safe, even for experienced performers. Never attempt them without the direct supervision of someone who already performs them. Please use your common sense, and if you don't have any, stop listening now. Ballycast, episode 174. Brought to you free by Blue Ridge Entertainment for showmen, performers, and fans of the sideshow, carnival, and variety arts. It's all about ways of being. Being happy, being memorable, being different, being nobody but you, and that's fabulous. The feature segment, a brand new documentary about Schlitzie, a very happy, special, and thoroughly memorable sideshow professional. Also, news, a favorite vintage carnival food recipe, and much more. Some lessons to be learned here. It's Bally Guest. Here we go. Keep your hands and arms inside the car and remain seated until the ride comes to a complete stop. I know it's long after Christmas, but this is funny and it's true. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Scrooge. Morning, Mr. Scrooge. Morning, Mr. Scrooge. Morning, Mr. Scrooge. Ah, hug everybody. Good morning, Mr. Scrooge. Well, the meeting will come to order if you please. Are all the advertising people represented here? Everyone except Amalgamated well, if they're not here for the Christmas pitch, I can't help them find new ways of tying their product into Christmas. That's why I'm chairman of this board. Uh, let's hear it for me. Hear, hear, hear. 
All right, Abercrombie, what are your people up to? Oh, same thing as every year. 50,000 billboards showing Santa Claus pausing to refresh himself with our product. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the public has come to expect that. That's and, uh... right. It's become tradition. Fine, fine. Uh, you there, crass. Uh, I suppose your company's running the usual magazine ad showing cartons of your cigarettes peeking out of the top of Santa's sack. Uh, better than that. This year we have him smoking one. Mm-hmm. Yes. It got Santa a little more rugged, too. Both sleeves rolled up and a tattoo on each arm. One of them says, Merry Christmas. What does the other one say? Less Tars. Great stuff. Uh, But, Mr. Scrooge... Ron, who are you? Bob Cratchit, sir. I've got a little spice company over in East Orange, New Jersey. Uh, Do I have to tie my product into Christmas? What do you mean? Well, I was just going to send cards out showing the three wise men following the Star of Bethlehem. I get it. And they're bearing your spices... No, that's perfect. No, no, uh, no, no product in it. I was just going to say, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, period. Well, that's a peculiar well, slogan. Old hat, Cratchit. That went out with button shoes. You're a businessman? Christmas is something to take advantage of. A red and green bandwagon to jump on. A sentimental shot in the arm for sales. Listen. Check the halls with advertising. la 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 As sure as there's an X in Christmas, you can be sure those are Tiny Tim chestnuts roasting. Tiny Tim chestnuts are full-bodied, longer-lasting. This visible shell protects the nut. Now with XK29 added for people who can't roast after every meal. Tiny Tim, Tiny Tim, chestnuts all the way. Tiny Tim's roast hot like a chestnut hot. And they are mild, 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 mild. mild. to live by, Cratchit. Ah, oh, for you, maybe. Can't you just wish someone a Merry Christmas for the pure joy of doing it? Why? What's the percentage in that? Well, let me show you how to make Christmas work for you. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And please buy our beer. There you go, Cratchit. That's Christmas with a purpose. I know, but wait a minute. Don't you guys make enough profit the other 11 months? Christmas comes but once a year. (laughs) Funny thing you should bring that up. That's exactly the point I was about to make. Hit it, boys. Christmas comes but once a year, so you better make hay while the snow is falling. Oh, that's opportunity calling you. Rub your hands, December's here. What a wonderful time to be glad and merry. Just so you're mercenary too. 
Make sure that you get a plug, you get a plug in for yourself. A Christmas comes but once a year, so you better cash in while the spirit lingers. It's slipping through your fingers. Boy, why don't you realize Christmas can be such a monetary joy? Well, I guess you fellas will never change. Why should we? Christmas has two S's in it, and they're both dollar signs. Yeah, but they weren't there to begin with. Huh? The people keep hoping you'll remember, but you never do. Remember what? Whose birthday we're celebrating. Well, uh, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Uh, the story of Christmas and its simplicity is a good thing. I buy that. It's just that we know a good thing when we see it. But don't you realize Christmas has a significance, a meaning? A sales curve. Wake up, Cratchit. It's later than you think. I know, Mr. Scrooge. I know. On the first day of Christmas, the advertising's there. With newspaper ads, billboards too, business Christmas cards, and commercials on a pear tree. Dashing through the snow in a 50-foot coupé O'er the fields we go, sailing all the way Deck the halls with advertising But the use of compromising Fa-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la Brothers, Brothers, comedy hour. Show number one. Take one. In the news, Tommy Smothers is gone. He performed with his brother Dick Smothers, but behind the cameras, he was always the one to insist on precision. He always appeared to be the funny doofus of the pair. Mom always liked you best. <laughs> Here we go. What do you my mean? mom always liked my brother best, and she never liked me. Mom and why you, you and mom. Te- why do you keep telling me mom always likes you because best? Because she. Every re- time you get mad, you say mom always liked you best. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, mom always liked you best. You want to know? You always picked on me. You and mom. You my mom and my brother get together and say we don't like you because mom liked you best. You know and she why? She never liked me. Wait a minute. Sure, she liked me best. Why not? knew mom liked you, Beth. <laughs> you and mom always used to pick on me. That's now I remember. Yeah, now you remember. Mom liked you best and she never liked me. You want to know why? Why? Because I happen to be an only child. <laughs> touchy, touchy. <laughs> Touche. Touche. This just isn't your night, Tommy. You have to be smart to play stupid that well. Boy, that cabbage down, boy, turn, turn, the whole cake brown. The only song I ever did sing is Boy, that cabbage down. Hundreds of years ago, the railroads bridging across America in a mad rush 
for a young nation. <laughs> this young nation was madly rushing across to complete the giant railways across deep crevices. <laughs> With vicious pumas in the crevices. <laughs> no, wait a minute, Tom. There are no... There are no pumas in the United States of America. No pumas in North America. No, there's, these, there's these vicious beasts <laughs> in these deep crevices. They sure look like pumas. <laughs> and these railroad men were sort of afraid, but they intercrossed America and they entered from the mountains to the valleys, to the orchards. To the ocean white with snow. God bless America. And in 1833... 1847. You should have caught me there. <laughs> 1847, the railroads were completed. And, and the last five driven in the ground in a tre tremendous ceremony to all the minds of Americans. After they put the golden spike in the ground, they had a big feast that these railroad men had. Their sole substance for this big feast was hot cakes, boiling cabbage juice. <laughs> Pancakes, boiling cabbage juice. But it's not so popular now. So we'll sing about something else. Boil that cabbage down, boy, turn to that hook cake brown. The only song I ever did sing is boil that cabbage down. Working on the railroad, working all day long. Working, 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 sweating. Boil that cabbage down, boy, turn that hook cake brown. Only song I ever did sing is boil that cabbage Both of them had an excellent grasp of politics in the waning years of the folk music craze. Those years were also years with a great deal of pressure, the years of the Vietnam War. They had a lot of influence, especially among younger people who were most likely to be drafted into a very unpopular war. And that got their popular show canceled, since they drew a lot of scrutiny from the conservative Nixon White House and network management, which was, of course, dependent on government approval for station licenses. We had our day in the sun, and it was perfect. We were just barely sophisticated enough to pull it off. At the time you're doing, you're just trying to do the best show you can and, and, and pushing the, the limits as much as you can. There was a lot of political pressure of, of significant kind on us, and, and that was right from the White House. It wasn't shaking up Lyndon Johnson as much as we shook up Nixon. Drug busts were set up, all kinds of things that discredit it. But that's, where's the First Amendment? Since the corporations own the government, the corporations do whatever they want. If the government doesn't say, we want you to do that, you know, there's, the collusion's obvious. No, the truth was they weren't going to be seen again while Richard Nixon was in office. See, what happens when you're thrown off the air and you become a, become a poster boy and be, everything is just desperately serious? So I started looking at people who were known as difficult, that I heard was di were difficult, and looked at them with a different eye because uh, they were generally trying to accomplish something uh, 
It was generally not an ego trip. It was a uh, execution and, and craft trying to make something a little better. That's what I, uh, my conclusion, 90% of them are. Howard Stern, I said, what an unlikely poster boy for the First Amendment. <laughs> I mean, I wish he would say something of value instead of supporting the right to say it, but, but that's the essence of it. And being a victim as a character and short-haired and kind of neat, kind of helped it all. But it wasn't an articulate, a real articulate stab at the status quo and making it change. I think the day it really needs to be, uh, requires much more skills than we had back then. But at that moment, we were at the accident and it was perfect. And we reflected it perfectly and, uh, and rode it to the, rode the horse to the finish line. <laughs> But what remains on the record is their courage in dealing with and making the best of difficult issues. How can a simple variety show do all that? Let's take a very basic example. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Cue the Air Force. Okay, 25,000 cheering extras. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Doesn't television stretch the imagination? Up to 27 inches, yes. Friends, how'd you like to thrill your favorite youngster with some of the most exciting toys of the year? Six gaily colored balloon-like giant animals, some up to three feet tall, and all for the low, low price of just one dollar. First, you get Bounce-O the Clown with round pot belly and funny nose. Next comes Hoppy the Australian Kangaroo. Third, there's Roscoe the Roller Skating Bear. He's two feet tall and looks almost like real. Fourth, there's Whitey the Fat Indoor Snowman. And fifth, Mortimer the Giant Mouse, 18 inches long and sure to scare the whiskers off any cat. That's five different giant animals. Hold your breath for the most sensational toy of all, the star of the whole Christmas season, the jolly giant talking Santa Claus, guaranteed to make everybody's Christmas a merrier one. He's a big roly-poly happy Santa, over three feet tall and 32 inches around. Best of all, he actually talks. Just pull the tape and he says, Merry Christmas for all to hear. He's the biggest, merriest talking as Santa ever, sure to please your youngsters and spread good cheer. Yes, giant Santa proves there really is a Santa Claus. That's a total of six giant animals made of brightly colored preformed sturdy latex which the kids can easily inflate and the cost just one dollar not for each just one dollar for all six of these lovable giants who'll turn your home into a circus parade and here's a surprise mail your order today and you'll also receive absolutely free peter the rabbit actually over two feet tall with big red ears almost nine inches long but you must send now Rush $1 plus 10 cents for packing and mailing for each set you want to Giant Animals Box 1580, Grand Central Station, New York City. If not delighted with every one of your seven giant animals, return them to the Super Animals Company for a full refund. But keep the giant talking sat as our gift. 
Order now. Supplies are limited. Rush $1.10 for packing and mailing for each set in cash, check, or money order to Giant Animals, Box 1580, Grand Central Station, New York City. That's $1 plus 10 cents with your name and address. Order today. You may never hear this offer again. Dude, catch your breath. Offer not valid after... Ooh, 1953. Let's do the carnival food recipe next. Wouldn't some hot buttered popcorn hit the spot right now? Extra fluffy, extra big kernels of it popped to perfection. Then drenched with the golden goodness of pure sweet creamery butter. Can't you just taste it? We heat the container extra high, but... <laughs> you better buy two more for the rest of the family. Piping hot, golden, buttered popcorn at the refreshment center right now. Why do I suggest these often impractical things? Several reasons. It's a historical record of what's in Aaron Brill's catalog of plans, things you might use for success on the lot. And I've often seen reports of very successful county or state fair food joints making their own specialties to great acclaim and greater profit. It may be safer to purchase foods from wholesalers so the manufacturers will be liable for most problems, but, well, even that doesn't always go well. I remember buying lemonade one hot day on the National Mall at the annual Smithsonian Festival of American Folklife, and it turned out to be completely fake, crystal light or country time or some even cheaper kind of mix, a cup of cheaply flavored ice water, but definitely no real lemons. You'll never become famous for your own specialty food item that way. Most of these recipes will scale up so you can use them to feed crowds and also be useful as they stand for home use. So here's a recipe for nut brittle, sweet and salty with peanuts in a perfect candy crunch. From the pages of Brill's Bible of Building Plants, here's a recipe for carnival food the crowd will love. Nut brittle. Two cups of granulated sugar. 1 teaspoon vanilla, a quarter teaspoon of salt, a quarter teaspoon of soda, 2 cups of nut meat. Heat the sugar gradually in a smooth skillet, stirring constantly with the bowl of a spoon until a golden syrup is formed. Remove it from the fire and stir in quickly the salt, soda, and flavoring. Pour the syrup over a layer of nuts in a greased pan. Break into pieces when cold. That's all Brill wrote, but on a personal note, I offer several thoughts. Have all the ingredients already measured and ready to go before you start cooking. You might use cashews or even pecans instead of peanuts. The soda is baking soda. It creates air bubbles and makes a pleasantly brittle texture. If you don't have a candy thermometer, you can achieve the correct temperature by dropping a small amount of the boiling syrup into a bowl of cold water. If it forms hard, brittle threads, it's ready. For your own success, research other recipes. There are many widely varied ones online. 
This treat has a great shelf life. If kept in airtight containers, even just Ziploc bags, it'll keep for two months. Of course, you have to decide what size portion you'll offer, plus a memorable presentation and price that works for you. See what's cooking. You'll find your favorite foods and beverages, plus many new goodies to tempt your appetite and add to your pleasure. Everything's the finest quality. So treat yourself now. Also on a similar topic, we've also lost some things that many of us loved that hurt no one. I want Aunt Jemima back. <laughs> greetings, folks, greetings. This is your old friend, Aunt Jemima. And pleased as punch with yourself this morning, aren't you, Aunt Jemima? <laughs> Close eyes, <laughs> Mr. Lyon. Maybe you don't know it, but this year is buckwheat time. Smiley, happy Aunt Jemima, famous for her secret recipe, pancakes, waffles, and buckwheat. Seems to me you're just bursting with one of your happy sayings. Well, I is, Mr. Charlie. The old folks, they say it. You doubles your own happiness when you shares it with other folks. And I'd like Uncle Ben back, too. And the Land O'Lakes Indian girl. As was lamented when they changed the Land O'Lakes package, they got rid of the Indian and kept the land. Hmm, why might that have happened? Boys and girls, stand by for a very important message from Captain Midnight. And now, boys and girls, here is what you get when you join the Secret Squadron. This membership card with your very own Secret Squadron number, this official Secret Squadron manual, and this combination badge and decoder. Look, here's how the decoder works. I'll give you a two-word clue. And the second word is in our secret code. The first word is watch. Now, here is the secret code word. Write down these numbers. 17, 3, 20. Set your secret decoder like this for code A3. Then decode this important clue to next week's adventure. If you don't have your decoder badge, here's how you can get one for your very own. First, get a jar of the official Secret Squadron drink, delicious chocolate-flavored Ovaltine, the food drink for rocket power. Then cut out the wax paper disc that covers the Ovaltine jar and send that disc with your name, your address, to me, Captain Midnight, Box P, Chicago 77, Illinois. That's all. Send no money. It's free to every boy and girl who joins the Secret Squadron. And when you receive your Secret Decoder badge, membership card with your very own Secret Squadron number, and 12-page manual, you'll be a full-fledged member. Remember, get your Ovaltine, the food drink for rocket power. Hot or cold, it's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So every day, drink instant Ovaltine. Here's an interesting clip from the BBC show QI dealing with roller coasters and theme park characters. We're talking about roller coasters and your thrill level over the course of a roller coaster reaches its peak moment when you're first strapped into the seat. Oh, really? Just get out there. <laughs> it's the thrill of anticipation. It's that moment when you think... Have <gasps> you been on the big ones, Andy? I beg your pardon. Um, <laughs> There's a massive one in Blackpool, and I tried to get some people to come from the mm. local crew, and none of them would come, and that should have told me something. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely terrifying. 
And you think you're going to die. You're absolutely certain you're going to die. It feels like, well, one day there'll be the final ride. Yeah. Like, why not this one? <laughs> you go over it, and the kid next to me has been on it loads of times. And when we went down about the fifth bend, he said, he told me when to smile, and he went, now! And we went like that, and then the thing went, flash! And I've got a key ring of me. <laughs> I had to break from my key ring. <laughs> That's weird. What's he doing down there? But there's a guy called Professor Brandon Walker at Middlesex University. He's the world's only thrill engineer. And he has done studies about what people's responses are to these huge vertical drops. And the level of excitement when you're on the ride is only ever about 80% of the peak that you hit when you put the seatbelt on. Two things he was looking for. He was looking for level of arousal and level of pleasure. And apparently, and I think we all know this, not always the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> there's one at Alton Towers, isn't there? Where you go along and then it stops... And you think, oh, and there's no track in front of you. And then it tips you yeah. forward, and yeah. then it hangs you over a hole. And if you sit in the cafe, which is nearby, and you can see the thing go and tip, and then you hear, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you having, You're having your lunch in about every three minutes. <laughs> well, just down into the hole. <laughs> well, this guy who is the thrill engineer, he worked out that the calorific value expended on a roller coaster ride due to, you know, you've got an increased heart rate and you're sweating and so, is equivalent to a single chip shop chip. I remember taking my children to Disney and my four-year-old uh, met Pluto. Now, Pluto's played by a six-foot-tall man, OK? And there's, what? There's a mesh. Well, He's not... <laughs> well, <laughs> It's not a talking dog. <laughs> well, there's a mesh where you can see his face. He's six foot tall, and he comes over and he talks to my daughter. <laughs> she pats him like that, and then she said as he left, he said, that's not a real dog. And I said, <laughs> I said how could you tell? She said, his nose wasn't wet. <laughs> yeah. when, when I was at school and uh, Mr Blobby was at his heyday... Um... Oh, those were the days, <laughs> eh? One of my friends had a little brother, and for his birthday, his dad dressed up as Mr. Blobby, had the mesh thing, but it was in his mouth, and the little boy lost his shit and was like, oh, Blobby's eaten, Dad! <laughs> There's a great big mystery. Somebody tell me what did it, what did it mean? 
One of Us, a documentary about Schlitzy by Steve and his daughter Emma. I'm sure you know Schlitzy, a famous sideshow attraction. I won't call him a freak. He was a microcephalic, often billed as the ape boy, the last of the Aztecs, the monkey girl, what is it, and a lot of even more ridiculous things. We didn't lie to you, folks. We told you we had living breathing monstrosities. You laughed at them, shuddered at them, and yet, but for the accident of birth, you might be even as they are. They did not ask to be brought into the world, but into the world they came. Schlitzy was a happy and much-loved sideshow attraction with a lot of problems, but skilled in his own way working for 60 years for many different shows, including many of the major circuses. I've been interested in him since I first learned his story, because my own brother shared some of his problems. My own short video from a few years ago about Schlitzy's life and career you can see on YouTube. The title is Schlitzy the Pinhead, What's True and What's Legend? It's the most watched of my videos with almost a million views. I interviewed Steve on January 4th, but sadly my computer locked up in the middle of the session, and again, I lost all the audio files. But I'll pass on to you what Steve told me. He worked hard on a comprehensive look at this fascinating fellow, including Schlitzy's life and his broad influence on popular culture. It included voices like Ward Hall, who cared for Schlitzy for years. Schlitzy did a lot of funny little things. One of the things was, she'd say, You're fired. You're fired. You see? You see? And others who know him or knew about him and share his story. It's not just a history, but his story illustrates a number of things we need to consider as we navigate our careers and the society we live in. 
Contributors include Todd Robbins. The showmen that ran sideshows took care of the people because the, the fact that the relationships were ongoing sometimes for years or decades shows that these were not bad people. They took care of their own. Matt Fraser, an actor born without arms, who played Paul the Illustrated Seal on American Horror Story. When I auditioned for the Sylvester Stallone Judge Bread, and I went auditioned for the, an extra, the role of a mutant, and the lady in casting explained to me that I couldn't play the role of a mutant because I'm a mutant, and that they could only have people pretending to be mutants. And at that point, I realized I am disabled in the true social context of the word. I am being treated differently because of the way I look. Naomi Grossman, who played Pepper on American Horror Story. Bearded Lady Dakota Cook, performer Black Scorpion, and many others. And in archival clips, Schlitzy himself had a lot to say. It's all fine. I wish you were there. Young Emma Belgard provided the music and edited the video into a very entertaining one hour and six minutes. His story means something special to her. I am on the spectrum. Growing up, I felt different from other kids because I always hung out with adults more, and it was always harder for me to wait participate with others. I gravitated towards music and creativity a lot because it was my only way for me to relate to myself and be able to make friends. It explores issues like the supposed exploitation of the handicapped. Schlitzy lived to perform for people, even though many in the crowd would laugh and throw things at him. But it didn't deter him from entertaining them, and always with a smile. And an array of related issues like the experiences of post-op transsexual people. There's been one public premiere, but there's a lot left to do before Schlitzy, one of us, finds its way to the public view. Though there's already a very detailed IMDb listing. And one very important thing to remember the interesting thing about Schlitzy and all of these very different people is how much like us they turn out to be. As Belgard writes, Be different and wear it like a badge of honor. Listeners, let your freak flag fly. But I have one more thing to say, by way of Rudyard Kipling, about Schlitzy. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way hating, and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream, and not make dreams your master, if you can think, and not make thoughts your aim, 
If you can meet with triumph and disaster, and treat those two imposters just the same. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to, broken, and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Subscribe, subscribe, God damn it, subscribe. Please, subscribe. Love it. We get letters, we get facts and stacks of letters. You know I've said something you like, something you hate, something you agree with, something that offends you. What are you waiting for? Drop a comment on the episode webpage at ballycast.com. Love letters straight from Next episode, Stop All That Noise. And the main topic, Songs with a Backstory. What's the use of that? You'll see. Half of the times these days, if you get to a melody, any melody at all, will you jump on it, please? Ballycast is produced by Wayne Kaiser for Blue Ridge Entertainment under a Creative Commons 3.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means you can keep it, copy it, share it with a friend, just tell them where it came from, don't change it, and don't sell it. If you enjoyed it, you can subscribe at Ballycast.com. Visit us, link to us, subscribe to the podcast, and most importantly, enjoy. Thanks for riding. Please exit to your left.